and welcome to Media Plus from the Mac Observer. It's our weekly look at the world of digital media and Apple's place within it. And I'm very, very pleased. Well, I'm sort of pleased to have Jeff Gamut back. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> I, I can appreciate you being sort of pleased. No, the, the sort of is nothing to do with you. The sort of is because I've invited you back because I need to have a bit of a, there's a bit of a mayor culpa needed on my part. Well, so uh, last time you were on, okay. yeah, we'll start from the beginning. Last time you were on, we were discussing the Apple TV Plus podcast. Still trying to work out how that works. But anyway, the Apple TV Plus podcast, The Line. Uh, I did a review of it. It tells the story of uh, former Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher and the murder charges and all sorts of terrible things he was accused of and acquitted of in court. Uh, he was the only thing he was only accused or uh, found guilty on one charge, uh, one that he pled guilty to. And the podcast hosted by Dan Taberski tells this whole story. I said it was a very well together, put together podcast, which it is. And but it wasn't that original. I was just waiting for the serial music to come in. <laughs> now, sure, and I, and I can see that. I, right, so totally reasonable. But it's fair to say, it, not only did it get better as the series went on, which is pretty impressive in six episodes, I didn't particularly think there was a mid-season lull or, you know, one episode where you're just a bit like bored and over it. I thought they managed to keep it compelling for six episodes. And the main thing you're here for is to discuss the ending, which is quite frankly, blockbuster. So it's a mere cop on my part because it is, turned out to be much better than I thought. So Jeff was right. What, now, first of all, what did you make of the series in the end as a whole? Now you've listened to the whole thing, Jeff. I, I thought the entire series, wow. I thought the entire series was incredibly well done. Uh, every episode was compelling. And uh, and I, I remember when we spoke about the show last time, I, I was saying if there's one episode in the entire series to listen to, like if, if you just don't want to listen to the whole thing, listen to the second one, because that's the the one where you see how uh, how Navy SEALs are, I don't want to exactly say trained, more like created. Yes. Discovered and, and molded, let's say. Excellent. Yes, I like that. And, uh, and it gives a great... Uh, insight into what makes these people who they are <clears throat> excuse me and now that we're at the end of of the whole thing but i still think that the one episode that you should listen to but also the other one episode you should listen to right after that is the last one right so uh, but then listen to all the rest of them too because holy crap it's so well done yeah it's really well done it's six it's about six hours you can have you know, six workouts, six walks, uh, six commutes, whatever. It's it is worth the time. And for, to my first of all, you're right about that second episode, and I agree with you at the time. It was really well done. The other episodes that showed the kind of court process and all that are really well done. Okay, let's get to the ending. The ending is so Eddie Gallagher was accused, charged of. Uh, killing an ISIS fighter, of stabbing an ISIS fighter. And there was said to be compelling evidence that proved this. 
Uh, he denied that charge. The only charge he uh, he pled guilty to was one that involved him being in a photograph with this dead, now dead fighter. Um, and he that was he he said he was guilty of that. Now that one would have been hard to deny because you, you would think you have the photograph. I I assume that's why. Um, now. There was all sorts of things about Eddie Gallagher's background and everything, and that's all worth listening to the podcast for. But the bit that is compelling in the last episode is having got through the trial process, having heard, we knew about his acquittal anyway, um, Eddie Gallagher then says this to Dan Topersky, the grain of truth in the whole thing is that that ISIS fighter was killed by us, i.e. the Navy SEALs, and that nobody at that time had a problem with it. We killed that guy. Our intention was to kill him. Everybody was on board. It was to do medical scenarios on him until he died. He was going to die regardless. Everyone was like, let's just do medical treatments on him until he's gone. Everybody knew what was going on. Hmm. That's kind of a bombshell. Yeah, it was a bombshell. It was presented as a bombshell. And it's as you're hearing it, you're like, oh, my God, what's he saying? Why are you still talking? You're saying the quiet bit out loud. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole episode was just a series of bombshells. Yeah. And when you think that there can't be a bigger bombshell dropped on us, then Eddie spills that out which uh, apparently is the first time he ever said that to anyone yes exactly it was a completely excuse he never said that before he never said as i say he never said the quiet bit out loud um and it it was quite as you're standing listening to your it's it's very dramatic um it's worth putting in this context eddie gallagher is a trained medic so for him to have been conducting medical procedures is not in and of itself suspicious or weird or whatever. Right. Um, yes. Just part of his job. Correct. But they obviously, they basically sort of had, he claims had this plan to treat him to death. Basically they assumed he was going to die anyway, either because of, I, I think the implication from Eddie Gallagher is he was going to die because if they'd have released this guy and sent him back to ISIS, ISIS would have killed him anyway. So mm -hmm. that was part of, as I understood it, Gallagher's justification for this plan. Um, he says that everybody knew what was going on. That's the only truthful thing to this whole process. And then the rest of it just is like a bunch of contorted lies to like pin the whole scenario on me. He clearly was not a popular leader by the end, but Look, it's not it's not for Jeff and I. No one would want us to start dissecting military law, uh, military practice, military codes of conduct. Uh, but it was fascinating to me to hear this way this was presented, uh, and also, and we'll come on to this in a bit. The idea of Apple being a source of breaking news. Uh, just how, as you were listening to this episode unravel. How, how, what was your kind of take as you were listening to it all? My take was, how can I believe anyone except for the host? Because the host just, is just saying, this is what they said to me. And then they play the part that, that uh, he just told you. 
So the 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 only to me trustworthy person in the whole narrative was was the host. And everyone else, I'm just questioning everything they said. And now Eddie's big bombshell at the end, that seems so totally plausible. But at the same time, how trustworthy of a witness is he? Because they, they added in the twist in the middle of the episode where they talk about the uh, the traumatic brain injuries that so many Navy SEALs suffer, multiple mm. traumatic brain injuries, and it causes all kinds of uh, psychological and emotional issues and uh, and can cause memory problems. Sure. And so by the nature of their job, they all become unreliable witnesses. Yeah, I, that is actually a... I'm glad you brought that up because that's another part of the story which is woven into this series and was done really well. Uh, it would have been an easy thing to kind of not do, you know, whatever it was, a quarter of an episode on or whatever. But it was done properly and with sufficient depth and was made an important part of the narrative. I also think you're right to bring up how we feel, I say we because I felt the same about Dan Tabersky, the host, who, yeah, I mean, he had the very classic, I'm a very sensible narrative podcast presenter voice, doesn't he? He does. He's not gabbing off like you and I, Jeff, but... He's a true professional. Yeah, exactly. He's not, you know, he's not no amateur hour like this, but he presents his story in a very balanced way. I have to say, there were a couple of moments where you can hear him joking and he, he plays clips of him talking to Eddie Gallagher and there's kind of a little bit of Gallagher might say something quite shocking or or one and other seals will say something quite shocking he'll sort of joke and laugh back obviously part of that process is to try and build up trust and rapport and whatever and you know journalists have done that from time in memoriam but it is quite uncomfortable to listen to I think probably fair play for sharing it mm-hmm. um, but yeah and then it all builds up to this ending where oh, well I've, I've read out the quotes from Eddie Gallagher and again Dan Tabersky says very very calm as Gallagher is saying this you know he's hearing massive groundbreaking revelations he saw you can sort of sense him taking a deep breath don't rush him let him keep talking you know because he knows what he's onto a massive story and then allows it to play out so you're absolutely right to to praise uh, the work of Dan Tversky and the production team, I think, in general on that show. Can you imagine after they were done with that recording session, what Dan and his team were were going through? Yeah. I mean, because on one hand, holy crap, they, they were just given this revelation that is damning and appalling. And at the same time, they have this revelation, which is incredible news, and right. and it's just the pinnacle of uh, of the whole story. It's they if they were writing a story, the story they couldn't have scripted it out better. It and that I mean that sounds crude in the kind of context of what we're talking about, but journalistically, that's that's the reality. This was the big dramatic ending that the the show sort of they would have wanted for the show i think that's indisputable and it was drawn out very carefully from what we can hear you know 
Dan Tapersky is not prodding at that. He doesn't know that that's a thing to be even be prodded at. They're talking mm-hmm. about how this ended and how, uh, you know, the trial went and how Gallagher feels about his former uh, brothers in arms and former, you know, people have turned on him, people have backed him up. All that kind of stuff is discussed through the show. And then this, this revelation comes out. Um, and I have to say it did when I, while I was a bit disparaging in the, in our first conversation about this show, I, the, I think the ending for me really cemented how I flipped on it. I'd found it compelling listening throughout, but having such a dramatic ending and presenting it in this way, and also the kind of the final monologue from Dan Tabersky, where he is really contending with the kind of idea of what's true and what not, which you've hinted at, and like the the difficulties of Navy SEALs and what, what their government and asks them to do and all that stuff. He he sort of encapsulates in it all the, all those difficulties that he's navigated throughout the whole series. I thought all of that was really done and kind of, as I say, confirmed my, my flip in favour of the show. It, uh, when, you, when you said it was talked about Dan and his team being there going oh my goodness we're breaking news I'd love to have known that moment the other moment I'd love to know is when they took this audio into Apple and went hi lovely shiny tech company look what we have for you how do you fancy this okay here's how here's how I visualize this playing out yes so let's we know Let's pause and remember that this is an Apple TV production and we mm-hmm. are led to believe that Tim Cook sent, or I think it was Tim Cook, Apple execs, sent notes to producers on Apple TV shows asking for everyone to be less mean to each other. Jeff Gamet, replay the meeting. Go. Okay, so so the meeting, it's it's two meetings. The first meeting is the the team that Apple hired to run Apple TV plus the uh, you know, the executives that get the industry and this is laid in their lap. And I imagine one of their first thoughts isn't, should we sign this on? Their first thought is how much money do we need to throw at them to make sure we sign this on? And then the second meeting is that executive team talking with Apple's C-suite team and saying, so this is what we're going to do. And, uh, and here's a couple, the ending. and here's the ending. And a couple people on Apple's executive team are like, ah, I don't know. This seems really controversial. I mean, we're talking about murder. We're talking about, uh, about uh, speaking about, serious systemic issues inside the United States military. And this just seems a little controversial. And the, and the entertainment executive team is like, stop, you hired us for a reason and you're paying us a lot of money to make the right decisions. You have to trust us on this one. Yeah. It, it really underlines to me, we've, joked before about you know the swearing in the morning show and you know how that was quite edgy but kind of taking on the making a show that indoor that backs up the me too movement is never going to really get your company in trouble 
In fact, it's good that powerful companies like Apple can do stuff like that. Um, they, you know, it's the same as Apple's work on, you know, the Oprah sh- new Oprah show on mental health. There's all sorts of things where Apple's kind of, you know, not going to hit that they're complicated issues, but Apple is probably not going to get much of a backlash for the side they pick to be on in those, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is really messy. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, war is messy, period. Right, exactly. And this is an especially messy event in an especially messy war, just wrapped up in especially messy U.S. politics, and uh, and then wrapped up with Eddie Gallagher's bombshell bow at the end. Presented by the company that makes your iPhone. Presented by the company that makes your iPhone. Like, yep. It's it's really messy. And I think what we have to conclude from it is that Apple is being far braver about its media content than we ever thought it would be. I have no doubts there are limits. But mm-hmm. this is easily something they could not have got involved in. You can let Wondery or WNYC Studios or one of those, you know, Cyril, the team behind Cyril itself, you can let someone else do this story. Not only are they I'm doing, glad that, they're doing this well, as a I, podcast, they're doing it as a, there's going to be a TV show as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apple totally committed to this. And, and I'm glad they did because Apple is in a position where, uh, first, they they can they can do this. I mean, they have their own streaming TV network, but then also Apple is in a position where they need to show that their content is relevant and high quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're still starting out. People mm-hmm. are complaining Apple doesn't have as many shows as the other streaming networks. Well, of course not. They're still essentially brand new. Mm-hmm. So they they need some really powerful content to uh, to build that foundation, and I think this is part of it. At the other end of the spectrum, we have Ted Lasso. Holy right. crap! Incredibly strong, powerful shows but that fun, are completely con- different content. Yeah, nothing, no, nothing controversial. It's all lovely. Well, it's all lovely biscuits and hugs and tea, isn't it, Ted Lasso? And and that's fine and that's good. And that's what a real well-rounded media company should do. I was never that convinced. I was always convinced Apple could pull off the first bit if it wanted to. I was never convinced it could pull off something like the line. And it, you know, this is not a com- this is a company that likes people talking about it, but likes people talking about it on its own terms, right? Apple wants mm-hmm. you to talk about the new 24-inch iMac and the iPod and Ted Lasso. Again, this is breaking original news is not something we associate with Apple as a company. Is it not until now? Not not until now. I think it I mean, for me it sort of is another underlining on what a profound shift Apple TV Plus has been for this company uh, in terms of mindset, in terms of, you know, all sorts of things. 
that it's now shifting to yes okay on apple music they've always done interviews with artists and some of them have you know been quite profound and artists have revealed some interesting things and said some interesting things but again this is just levels beyond that isn't it Right. Yeah. This is war and this is uh, uh, intentional homicide during a war, which is not the same as you have to kill the enemy. Right. This is someone confessing to basic. I think the phrase they use on the show, which really made my skin crawl out. She was nursing to death, I think is the phrase. Yes. It's a a horrible turn of phrase, but it sort of encapsulates what they did. And I think during this finale, Eddie Gallagher says he puts a breathing tube in the guy they've captured just to practice you know and to see how fast he could do it yeah like it's really uncomfortable listening it is yeah Uh, and the more i think about it the more kind of shocked that i am that lovely clean apple put something like this out on their in their brand and in their products but uh I think like you, I'm kind of pleased they do. Well, after this show, I have uh, changed my uh, my behind the scenes narrative that I've created for Apple TV Plus, and okay. uh, and I think, and, and of course, I have nothing to. I have no insider information, but what I think has happened is that in the beginning. Because Apple is so controlling, that's just how they run their business. Mm-hmm. They were sending their notes back to uh, to the producers for different shows, saying, "Make this nicer. Don't don't say uh, uh, naughty words or you know, however they wanted to phrase it." And uh, and I think now they're at the point where they've realized, okay, we hired this team to make the the best content and to find the best content they possibly can for us. And they have proven themselves multiple times and we need to just step back and actually let them do their job, which on one hand is great and shows that, that Apple uh, executives are capable of, of learning. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and, but at the, at the same time, here's a company that, has so relentlessly controlled every single aspect of their business for so long. How could they possibly let these executives do their jobs and find the right shows? And also is being led by the guy whose job was literally to be the controller in chief, right? Tim Tim Cook was hired as COO to control everything. Right. And he's very good at that. And he's very, very, very good at it. And so this whole shift is quite interesting. I'd also love to know, actually, the uh, the reaction in some of uh, America's biggest newsrooms as they realised they'd been scooped to this quite big story by the tech company. My guess is that uh, a, a lot of newsrooms were absolutely shocked but at the same time were very respectful of the people that did this because, you know, I mean, when someone else gets the scoop, sure, you can be a little jealous, but at the same time, you're like, wow, that's really cool. I guess so. I mean, you can probably give more insight into this to me, 
the Eddie Gallagher case, as I understand it, was a huge case in America. It was a huge event that was covered quite in depth on you on the news over yes. there. Yes. So I I I guess perhaps this goes back to your point about what a good presenter Dan Tapersky was, is he must have got to a point where uh, Eddie Gallagher was comfortable enough to say these things to him over the period of time making the show. Right. Which I guess yeah. is yeah. that's that's uh, uh quite a compliment for dan and a testament to his his skills because he was able to build that rapport it's uh, it's it certainly seems so to to have got this this kind of final bombshell so it will be very interesting to see what comes in the tv series that is related to this Will they build on that ending? Will they? I'll be fascinated to see what they do with that ending and that claim from Eddie Gallagher. Yes, I'm. I'm really curious to see what they do with the show, which means that they have done their job really well. Well, because I was, they gave us the whole story, and now we want to see the TV show to see what they do there. Right. I when this first came out, and again, I think I said this to you in the first show. So this might be Mayor Culpa number two. I said to you, I was slightly confused that the two things were not released side by side. I think we possibly now understand why that was. I, I think so. Yep. They they and again, it's a you know very clever strategic move. To, to from Apple to have done this because you can be sure that pretty much everyone that got through to the end of series six of the line of the TV the podcast is going to tune into the the TV show now. Yes, and this uh, this drums up enough uh, buzz that there are people who aren't into podcasts but will end up watching the show because other people are telling them about the podcast and the companion show. Yeah. Especially if you were aware perhaps of the case at the beginning, uh, you know, all those things so that there is a, a lot going on, but uh, no doubt, Jeff, we're going to have to have you back when we get to see the TV series. I'm going to make no rash predictions until I've watched all of the TV series this time. I'm going to behave I think myself. That's, that's- that seems reasonable, and, uh, and I will do the same. I'm gonna I'm gonna behave myself this time, but uh, it was uh, it's gonna be fascinating to see what the next of this happens. Um, so the Apple TV series Plus series, just so we finish it off, is gonna be apparently gonna be available this fall. Uh, that's the autumn for those of us speaking English, and um, <laughs> yeah. And it, it comes, yeah, there's going to be, uh, who's it going to be presented by Jeff? It's directed by Jeff Zimbalist. And that's, again, it's going to be four parts. Um, and as I say, on Apple TV Plus from this fall. So we will definitely be watching out for that. Jeff Cameron, thank you so much for joining me again. Tell people, remind people where they can keep up with your work. Because you're doing some kind of, you do some fun stuff. You do some interesting stuff at the moment, I've noticed. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, uh, Twitter and Instagram, I'm Jay Gamut, both places. And uh, what you're alluding to is the stuff that I've started doing on YouTube. Yes. So youtube.com slash Jay Gamut. And I have uh, 
uh, a few videos up now where I'm talking about uh, uh, air tags. I even do a test where I give an air tag to a friend and send them uh, just out into town and I have to find them. Oh my goodness. Um, Je- and the Jeff Gamma's uh, the Jeff Gamma stalking test. Yes, and uh, and it worked really well in a non-creepy way. I have thoughts on that, but we'll leave them for a different show. So, yeah, check that stuff out. Um, Maybe we'll even do some crossover YouTube, Jeff and I, so you never know. It um, can totally happen. That should probably not happen for so many reasons. But... Uh, then it thank- definitely has to happen <laughs> right um thank you for joining me jeff as i say thank you for listening do subscribe to the show in the uh, updated now we've got ios 14.6 updated apple podcast app come join us come share the show with people who you think will like it i'll see you next week